RB Chapter 5. I don't know. Maybe at this point I'm supposed to give it some cool name. Like uh, Arby and Me, the story of Arby, my dog, my... You know, I just... I don't want to really fall into sappiness. I'm, there are times when anyone loves anything that things do get sappy because sappy sometimes is just a euphemism for real feeling and real love. And sometimes when you express it or express it in a certain way or express it without filtering it, it does sound sappy, even though, yes, there are a lot of dog stories and animal stories that are actually written to sound cutesy and to me those are ones that are usually the it should usually be kid books I think I did want to write a kid book once about Arby and call it all right don't steal this idea and <clears throat> call it the um oh man I had the book I had the name of the book um the, oh the magic bowl and the magic bowl because Arby was one of those dogs that if you left him with a 50-pound sack of dog food, he'd, he'd, you come back, he'd be at home with his splayed out with his stomach just burst open with 50, 50 pounds of dog food at him. And the idea was that he always wanted a lot of food. He always wanted a lot of food. He couldn't get enough, which was true. And then one day he went to this place and he found this magic bowl. And the magic bowl would never, ever be empty. And he thought that's what he wanted and he couldn't believe it until he kept eating and eating and eating. And every day he'd be so full and he couldn't play and he couldn't run and he couldn't play ball or play with his toys or hang out or get up because he was so full and he got so fat. And then that's, you know, the end of the thing is and he wishes that he didn't have the magic bowl and then somehow blah, 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 abracadabra, the magic bowl goes away and then he learns a lesson and he realizes that it's better just to have enough than to overdo it and enjoy what you do have or, or something. I haven't figured that part out really. Arby, AKC name was Arbitron Felice Phoenix. Arbitron was after the radio ratings book of which I've lived and died for for so many years of my life. Felice means happy and he was named after Felix, my previous shepherd, Felix. Felix means loyal in Spanish, which is sort of a just a very cool thing and Felice means happy in Spanish. And I and then the Phoenix, I don't know. Well, first of all, Dave said that that Felice <laughs> happy. He said it sounded gay, which it sort of did. And the Phoenix that I ended it for is not because I live in Arizona, but because <clears throat> I didn't get him in Arizona, but because I I always like that imagery of the of the Phoenix rising from the ashes, and I guess uh, you know. Naming him Arbitron, I wondered about this when I did it. It was so, like, radio stupid, and I wondered if it was the equivalent of a disc jockey having the name of their station on a vanity plate, which I always thought was ridiculous because I'm thinking, in my business, you get fired so often. You know, somebody doesn't, doesn't like the color of your eyes, it's like, boom, you're out of there, that what do they do when they get fired? Do they keep the vanity plate or do they get another one? A cheaper one or do they wait until the vanity plate expires because they're not going to have much money when they're fired but 
I called him Arby. I knew I was going to call him Arby just from the beginning. I liked that name, but I knew his real name was Arbitron. And everybody thought he was named after the roast beef place. So I just started telling them, yeah, that's, I named him after Arby, the roast beef place, you know, dog meat, that kind of thing. I say it was a very expensive rescue because I bought him. I'll say rescued him because now that I do animal rescue, it probably sounds cooler because I would never get a dog again from a place like this. It was a puppy mill. It was one of those notorious puppy mills that, that uh, they talked about on 2020. It may have even been on there. And Oprah talked about it. I actually like Oprah more that she did this expose on puppy mills. I got to tell you, I was never like any huge fan. Um, after she did that, I felt a little different about her. But it was just, I, I'd never been to a place like this before. I wanted another shepherd. I, did, I waited till six years after Felix died at my feet. And I will never wait that long again. I will never get one from a breeder or puppy mill again. I just didn't know. I was an idiot. There are so many animals that, that need good homes. I'm never going to wait that long again. But you need to wait long enough so that you're not comparing the new dog to the old type of thing. Because I know people have done that. It's like getting pregnant right away or, you know, after a kid dies or something. I don't know. I, that's not even my arena. I can't even compare them. But I still have the card. I'm not going to give you the name of the kennels the kennel, even though, believe me, it's one of the ones that's all over the internet and it's been fined and that kind of thing. But it was weird. I still have it in this little box here. Oh, shit. Hold on. I hope the ashes didn't fall. This is Arby's collar. But the card of the place where I got them was coincidentally the same hot pink as the death juice that they use when they put them to sleep. And it's horrible there were sick puppies all over all kinds of breeds they lived in these wire cages with with like chicken wire under their feet and they never got to stand on solid ground and they had to to pee and to poo through the wire and then and they cleaned it it was horrible and I'm not look I'm not going to get into that because this isn't an expose on these kind of places but suffice it to say they suck and when you buy a dog in one of those furry little fuzzy uh uh, dog places in the mall or wherever, <clears throat> chances are they're from a place like this hellhole. Well, I just said, you know, after a while I wanted to get out of there. I said, look, just, just give me him, find me a male puppy. And she did. And I just took him. And I remember he fell asleep in my lap in my white 87 Toyota truck that I had back then. And I, I went back to the city. I will never go to Amish country again, by the way. I will never give them a cent of my money until they stop having these stupid puppy mills. Okay, I'll shut up about that. But um, it is weird that Arby had the same birthday as my sister. Always wondered, and since he was my magic dog, he was the dog that got me out of that crap relationship before I got married. It's like, I'm out of here and I'm getting a dog. No, wait, I'm getting a dog and I'm out of here. However that was. But, yeah, definitely weird about the sister birthday thing that it was the same. And he had, when I got him, he was so sick. I didn't realize that until a day or two before. He had bronchitis and a skin infection, all these illnesses. And the vet said, your dog might not 
live through this. I mean, he's just a puppy. Okay, you know, I was supposed to do cute stuff about Arby. I don't know. I'm going to tell you this cute. I'll find some cute little thing to tell you, okay? Cute little nugget that you can hold with you. And he had just about every inbred thing that a German shepherd can have. He had panis, which is German shepherd eye that would eventually make you blind unless you give them these daily eye drops. He had bloat, which a lot of German shepherds have, which cost me a fortune to get out. He had um, the degenerative myelopathy, which is that congenital um, or hereditary. No, it's congenital. Um, in mostly German shepherd dogs, the thing where I told you that his spine was sort of falling apart and degenerated, which by the way, it was great because my regular vet, when he was, di when Arby was diagnosed with it, my vet Randy goes, well, if you're lucky, he'll die of cancer instead. So you don't have to see him degenerate. It's like, you know, so you don't have to see him like not be able to walk or anything. I guess with cancer, they can still walk. Yeah, I guess they can. I remember seeing somebody that I knew take their dog for a walk up this mountain in this place north of Baltimore where I used to hike a lot. And the dog, I don't know, he's walking up the mountain. I said, oh, you're just going out for a nice walk? She goes, oh, yeah, this is whatever the hell the name of the dogs is. This is his last walk because then I'm taking him to, to uh, be put to sleep. I just wondered, like, why? It seems like he's walking okay, but, you know, maybe he's riddled with cancer. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was it. He also had territorial and fear aggression, which is what happens when dogs, like at puppy mills, get too inbred or badly bred or something like that. My husband and I couldn't have anyone over the house for years, for years, nobody over the house. Until we kept saying, well, we'll wait until he dies. And then when he dies, naturally, then we'll have people over the house. And then my husband would say like, well, maybe we'll just kill him so we can have people over the house. This is ridiculous. But then I would find him sleeping with the dog, not sexually or anything, but we have rules. You don't touch the dog below that belly point unless you're sort of just scratching their belly or the inside of their legs. Do not go near any sexual organs of a dog or I will kill you. That is just so wrong. Um, but, you know, he, he bit people. He bit three or four people in his life. I was just stupid. I've never had an... an a territorially aggressive dog before and I spent a lot of money on trainers and all that but off the property totally different dog the most loving dog that I've ever had the most caring dog that I ever had ever most I can't say the most loyal I've had a couple of loyal dogs but the most caring and loving dog quietly not like my Aussie Jingo I love you I love you I love you I'm gonna lick you I'm gonna come in and lick you and they're Dave calls Jingo Roberta dog because it is true. She's a lot like me. Like she demands a lot of attention. And she's, if she doesn't show you something physically or verbally, then she doesn't think that you're going to know that it exists. And um, off the property, though, everybody loved this dog. It was like he was a different dog. When he didn't feel that he had to, uh, he had to guard the property or they wasn't scared that some stranger was coming over to kill everybody. He absolutely, we called him Dr. Love. He was the most loving, sweet dog. And Dr. Love was also because when my husband and I would yell at each other, 
he would come up or, or he'd hear our voices raise. He'd come up and he'd lick both of us. And it was really sweet. And then we'd go back to arguing again, but then he would do it again. And then at some point, stop it. And, oh man, this degenerative myelopathy thing, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. I mean, uh, when I first, he first got diagnosed with it, I knew that he, he was like walking just more slowly at first. Like he couldn't run with me. And I, I thought, well, what's wrong? And he was, uh, you know, it wasn't like he was a million years old or anything like that. But I researched the fuck out of the disease. I mean, constantly just tweaking supplements and his diet. I did not make food for him. I will not, two things I won't do. I will not um, dress a dog. I do not believe that dogs should have clothing. And I will not um, make a daily diet for a dog. Yes, I will make the food like when the dog has diarrhea or something and you have to do the rice and the chicken or rice and lean ground beef or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, but not on a daily basis. I'm sorry. That's just a little more than I'm willing to do. Apparently, this degenerative myelopathy stuff is the longest that recorded anyway of any dog living with this disease once they have been diagnosed is three years. And Arby lived two years and seven months, so I guess I must have been doing something right. And he may have even had it before he got diagnosed, you know? <sighs> okay, you want a cute thing now, right? All right, here's like a little cute thing. Arby played a basketball squeaky toy like nobody else. He had this, his own style was like this bebop. Let me get his, oh, here wait, here's a squeaky toy. I have it in my box. I have all his toys and his certificates and some of his ashes and, and that collar. You know what it's in? It's in a slinky dog box. Um, <clears throat> my brother bought me a collector's edition retro slinky dog. Uh, remember this, it, it was like a slinky in the middle, but it was like a dachshund looking dog and he would pull it around. That's basketball. Well, he got me one of those and I'm using the box. I was going to put his ashes in the box, but I needed to seal it and they're too heavy. I, I needed that cheap plastic thing. Um, and I put his date of birth and death on it. And then I put all his stuff like pet certificates and, uh, some of his ashes. I got clips of fur um, from him on the back of this back part that was just beautiful. It was like dark and light. It's very wolf-like. I have his royal toy, which is a stuffed toy that is lined with his gold flecking or something like that. And he loved that. But okay, so this basketball toy, he would do this thing where it was like jazzy bebop. He would either come up to Dave Ryan, play it real loud, and his big thing was after every squeak, he would like toss it up in the air for an inch or so and then catch it back in his mouth. So that was a good thing. Or my favorite thing that he did was he would just sit alone. This was his other thing. And just softly, you know, the whole part, I guess, because the air came to his mouth. He would play it for hours like that. It was almost, it was like a meditation for him. It was just a wonderful sound to me. He was always so happy. But he went through about uh, one of these a month because it would happen is he'd only chew one side of it, the one side with the hole, and then it would start degenerating and one part of it would come off. And then I'd go through a lot of these. I bought them by the dozen. 
And you know what's sad? It's like I knew where he was going. The last time I bought a basketball, I only bought one. So, so much for that. Boy, time sure flies when you're having fun, huh?